from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Welcome to this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today, and welcome to the Bone Cave. No new bones. <clears throat> no. New product, though. We got the new flyway gear in um, that's here. Uh, that's going to be a, a big rollout. I'm excited about what, that. What is that? Doesn't matter. That's top secret shit right now. Oh, until it's top it secret? Gets, well, it gets announced next week by the well, company. I saw it on, I saw it on Insta, Insta. Oh, did they? Was it today? Yeah, I saw They're it. They're just on. doing the big thing. Did they? I didn't see it. Did they, yeah. did they announce it? Well, I saw it on the social media that I was was our name on it attached with it with no. the uh, um, with the hunt giveaway? No. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm digressing already. Um, so, uh, um, but uh, we appreciate you listening today in studio. To my left, I have bleep as always. Hello, hello. Across from me is the uh, one and only uh, hashtag three ninety three. Pass them in the morning, shoot them in the afternoon. Brad Dana, and um. Better known as, I'll give you his name later. I don't know what it is. I'm leaving in two days with him to, for 14 days to go to Tajikistan. That'd be nice. And no, uh, oh man, I'm telling you, it's going to be work uh, <laughs> because I have to be with you. But anyway, that's okay. We'll make it. Um, anyway, and to my right, we have the uh, one and only Michael Telefsrud. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, Telefsrud. Close enough. Just sound it out and say it fast. Say is it fast it, with confidence. There's a T in a lot of letters, and yep, you just say it real fast, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, um, so today we uh, I'd I'd ask Michael. Uh, M- Michael runs a business in town here, um, and used to uh, be a hot shot for who? Uh, oh, Ruby Ridge, Ru- Ruby Mountain, Ruby, Ruby Mountain, Mountain Hot Shots. Yeah, Ruby Ridge. That, that's and, the other um, one. Yeah, <laughs> and and you're a local boy, born and raised. Born and raised. And your mother was a school teacher. Yep. And retired now. No, still working. Still working. Yeah, I think she was one of my boys' school teachers. Yep. 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 I think Noah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, and uh, and so you were born and raised here. Brad was born and raised here. And so I'd seen you the other day, and Lindley and I were uh, um, working with you because you run an auto body shop. Yep. And Lindley's car had a repair necessary. Compliments of me. Yep. Because um, I yanked the front bumper off. Um, or whatever. The, the well, you got it off the curb, though, didn't you? I got it off the, the curb. Main I had to put it low to get it off. It was hung up with some ice. I'm like, this piece of shit. All the, this Range Rover, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, it, was, it was the Defender? Defender. Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, so getting those parts from Fancy Eng- four-wheel drive, huh? Getting those parts from England wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, it took a little while. <laughs> so anyway, he goes, oh, dude, I was listening to your podcast this morning. I said, dude, you're going to be on a podcast. So it's funny because uh, Lin- we were- Lindley goes, Lindley, I both looked. Lindley's like, you want to be on one? I said, "You want to?" yes. What, what day this next week would you like to do a podcast? So we were cruising down because it was the last day of archery season. We saw you. We oh. came around the corner and there you were sitting because you were up scouting apparently. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's Michael. Yeah. So <laughs> you were scouting. You found some elk, obviously, because- yeah, Tell Did, us about your oh. uncle. Yeah. Well, actually, my uncle, his his buddy had an archery tag, so he was out hunting. Oh. And then, yeah, we went out the next morning and hunted for my uncle, too. Did your uncle's buddy, uh, was he successful? He was not. Archery hunting's harder hunt? than... He had a fantastic hunt. 
He had he, a fat, fantastic contest. He did. He, and he, he got a couple. Fall. He had a couple shots that didn't work out for him, but it's hard. archery elk hunting, which, like Brad says, is probably one of the hardest hunts. No, it doesn't matter if it's a giveaway or not. It's not. There's never a giveaway. No. There's there's another local guy here, Craig Crossway, that says the same thing. He goes, "I don't care how good you are at hunting, archery elk takes a little bit of luck." Well, Craig has he has got the luck though because he's yeah born with luck because he's drawn what two or three tags in one year here is it oh. he's drawn the rifle and the back before they split them up mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he did i think he drew both well, one year. we we he, brad more than i because i'd left for hawaii i had a vet and outfitter there um, oh my so, gosh. um what <laughs> what? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, that was was well, you ended up doing that? Yeah. Oh, was that a subtle? That was our last podcast. <laughs> was that all subtle, suggestive? Uh, what was me? Anyway, Brad's been taking Craig Ryman up, and then I went the last two weekends, and uh, and it, yeah, I mean, it's not easy. We had bulls no. all the way around us, and and uh, this was a harder year than I've ever had here, though. We saw bulls that size with cows. Yeah. We we even went to Wyoming and hunted for a week in Wyoming, and and the place that we usually see elk just going crazy were silent. We're, really, you were in Wyoming? Yeah, we went for a week in Wyoming. Just on your Black Hills tag, just decided to jump over to Wyoming. That's legal, isn't it? Respira- reciprocity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, think, I think there's a certain distance that's legal. Right. I think I think Wyoming said that the, there was a reciprocity. This is this is not the Boundary Gulch, <laughs> 1980s year where. Uh, on this side, this side of the road is all South Dakota, and this side of the road is all. Wyoming. I don't know. I've been told that we already have a reputation, not not country, but in this area, a little bit because you know we go we go hunt our asses off, and so people are always jealous, saying, "Oh, those guys must do this, they must do that." I'm like, whatever. So we probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, but well, it, it is funny because like we were talking, the Boundary Road used to be that way, even when I was a kid. That on the left was South Dakota, on the right was Wyoming. Yeah. Now we have GPSs, and that's. Not even close to true. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that <laughs> was yeah, I, yeah. That was that was. I don't know if how that came to be, but that was what was kind of the standard. So things have more. changed since you both were kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. how old are you, Mike? I'm 34. You're 34. Yep. Yeah, we're about the same age. Yeah. <laughs> if you flip the numbers around and add 10 <laughs> to his, uh, so 34, 43, add 10. Yeah, they're you're about the same age. Yep. So, um, so even and back then, you actually, then, actually yeah, had about four. So you, so that was kind of yeah, because I know I know that changed in there. Yeah. Um, I I grew up I, with my dad hunting Boundary Road. That's, right. That's where we grew up hunting a lot. And yeah. That changed as soon as we found out there's GPSs and we were incorrect. <laughs> so was it South Dakota or Wyoming? Wyoming. Yeah. It, uh, all of it. Well, uh, no, no, it's a it's it's a Fenorky. But okay. I mean that was that was way before any GPS business and and it was just I don't know if it was accepted or if that was just stupid yeah. stupid talk, you know. But uh you always heard that and uh but it was just it was just different, you know. I mean all the roads were open. Um, was there more deer up there then? Oh, there, there was no? just a million more deer. I mean it was You'd, you'd buy a deer. So the, the, everything has changed. You used to buy a t- tag over the counter. Everybody had a tag. Everybody in the high school. Well, when I, when moved, I was a kid, When I moved here 18 it. years ago, it was um, the Black Hills uh, was easy to get a tag in. Yeah, it's just, it's just immense. Not anymore. Now. No. 
It's crazy. So, 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 were you a part of a deer camp that would go up into the hills like him, um, and then you would be like go do drives and pushes and sit on ridges and walk through and and shoot deer? No, no, nope. that was dead by then. I suppose it was because I probably well, so I'm 20 years older than you. Um, so, so you're old enough to be his father. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it appears that that's the truth. Yeah, huh? yeah. Um, yeah, because when I was a kid, for the course, when I was a kid, fart. everybody would get a tag. We would all go up. You know, you'd take, um, you know, you'd plan a four day deal where everybody, you know, the families would show up, and you'd all go up in the woods, and and we would do deer drives, and that's exactly, you know, exactly what it was. You know, there'd be uh, sitters, and they'd drive the vehicles around, and you'd you'd hunt these ridges, and um, it was super fun. You know, it was just that was the way. It, that was the way it was. My dad talks about doing that a lot as well. Yeah. All all over the Black Hills. But no, I mean, my dad, when I got to start hunting, his philosophy was like, if we walk far enough, we'll eventually just find a nice buck. Right. So we just got up there and walked and walked and walked. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, and that's ultimately what, what there was a transition then from hunting that way. Because, well, even in the hills, the motels all used to have meat poles and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, especially in the southern hills, you know, down by Custer, Hot Springs, Hill City, all that stuff. Interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's just, you know, there's just there's just been an evolution. But that's ultimately, I mean, once that started dying, once you had to apply for a tag and get a tag, and like you drew this year with 12 points yeah. for deer tag. Yeah. I mean, kick me in the. See, uh, oh my you, gosh. You, your, your any buck tag you drew at 12. 12 years wonder what I have. Yeah, so I mean that used to be you just would you just would get it. It was just a given. You just go buy it. You went to the buck stop, bought your tag. You went to the buck stop, <laughs> bought your tag. And it was a paper tag. Yeah. Uh <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's 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 just different all. So and and we used to hunt up high. Yeah. You know, we would on Thanksgiving weekend, we would go up high still. Um and we would hunt and there would be deer and there would be bucks and now, I mean, from the first weekend of archery elk season when we were up high to Saturday, which was the last day we were up high, there was you could see the falling off. Although I have seen more deer up high this year than I've seen in the last 15 years, but it's just different. The, yeah. There, I mean, in November, there's very few deer up high. Yeah. Very my, few. Yeah, my dad talks about when they used to hunt up high as well, the first time they saw elk up there, they were like, oh, my gosh, we just saw elk. Right. Yeah, it used to be totally different. It's like, yeah. oh, man, we saw elk. And now it's like, ah. Uh. So there's, there's a lot more elk up, up there. You know, and I, I mean, right now, Game Fish and Parks is, is just managing. They're balancing the expectations of hunters always want more. Landowners, you know, usually want less. Yeah. And so I, I think they're I think they're pretty close to their objective now. But, I mean, back in the day – you know the guy that took me all the time. I mean, he he, sh he shot his elk and it was a spike. He shot his elk in this unit H one up here and he shot a spike and it was a big deal back then. Yeah, you know, in nineteen eighty whatever. So I probably I'm not seeing it here. I probably have twelve or thirteen points, so I could draw. Yeah, and that that season's when November the whole month. The whole November. month of November. The whole month of November. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting um, uh, because I probably, uh, I probably, I probably would try to slip that in um, to go down there and because uh, um, I know right where those bucks were. Yeah, 
Um, and I know we, we saw, I, I've been down there a few times. So, yeah, interesting. Um, so you, you also, we should let everybody know, have another affiliation with Rolling Bones Outdoors. You were either the first or the second employee we ever hired at our company. Yeah. And you were a part of the very first store when we did it, and then it grew like crazy. We sold ammo and arrows. Like, <laughs> we could have been an ammo and arrow company. Yep, right. And then we went to the bigger one, and then we shut it down so we could focus on being a booking agent instead of a store. Yep. And now we got this open. So, um that, that, you were you were the first one of the first. I still had my membership to the second store, and I came in and still got my archery lessons from Brian. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. <laughs> so you did. So you've been you've been a member since we started this deal. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. So what 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 what, what I'd love to hear what you your thoughts are and how it's changed and how you've seen the evolution of the company. Oh, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, from where I was in that store, just like I said, selling arrows, selling bullets, selling some of that to where now, you know, people talk all the time. Even my little brother went to a show in Minnesota and he goes, I couldn't believe they were from Spearfish. He goes, all of a sudden I started talking to Noel and he goes, your brother's Michael. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, I know Michael. I worked at the store too. <laughs> and it's just crazy how it went from, you know, that store and doing what you're doing to now. Yeah. Like. You see on social media all the different shows, Salt Lake, and <laughs> we're it's, everywhere. Yeah, it's it's huge, right? It it it's, <laughs> so it's interesting to hear because we haven't. I mean, we haven't talked Rolling Bones or anything like that. I know I see you in here. I yeah. know I you, you work with the guys on your applications and points, yep. and uh, you're in here high fiving people once in a while. <laughs> but uh, that's just you know Michael Tellusrude being Michael Tellusrude, and we're being us, and so you, we never get a chance to catch up. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting to hear your perspective your perception of it yeah so yeah so tell us about your elk hunts <clears throat> this year yeah um, so you had somebody had a wyoming tag yeah just across the border no it was uh, over by jackson oh gotcha gotcha yep how'd you do there um we went to the same unit last year uh-huh. and we filled two bull tags in five days archery archery i shot a bull and then uh a, my uncle's buddy shot a bull and it was just First three days, bulls bugled all day long. It was one of the best hunts I've ever been on. And this year we went back, and it was like a ghost town. So they weren't, they weren't bugling. Everywhere it seems – I mean, I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of different states. It's off this year for yeah. some reason. which is so crazy. It's we thought it was going to be such a thing. good year with moisture and people yeah. getting more moisture. So it's funny. I talked to the landowner who has the uh, grazing lease where we hunt a lot. Um, and he said that it's so weird this year because um, it's, he said, you know, it's not unusual to get an August uh, frost. Well, still hasn't frosted up there. And he said, it's just crazy. The elk behavior is so different this year that he's seen. Uh, and he thinks it was something to do with the fact that we had all that moisture and it hasn't frosted yet. Yeah. Well, you know, to speak to that, um, I talked to uh, the largest landowner in um, Lawrence County Sunday. What's today? Tuesday? Sunday. Sunday evening. And uh, he was at the butcher shop. 
Um, and so, uh, and I asked him, we were talking cause he was looking at all the elk coming in and he had shot a really nice antelope and, uh, uh, um, he shot a, a what? A really nice antelope. Oh, okay. A really, really nice antelope. And so, um, he brought it into the butcher shop and, uh, um, Noah was taking care of it. Matt was picking it up. And so anyway, um, uh, I'd ask, I said, so I said, yeah, he, we were talking and I said, uh, he said, well, you're going to see elk at your new land where, where my wife and I just bought out. And he goes, because they come down off of the point of Crow Peak out there, right up to Homestake Road. And he goes, but then they really come out in the back and those two fields just get gobs of them in there and i said that's super cool he goes and they shed right in there i i can't so i'm sitting there dude i got a spotting scope all ready to go i can't wait to sit there and watch them all winter that was interesting to me number one <laughs> number two he said no giants hmm. this year yeah we uh, we didn't we see didn't any see giants. any did you see any no no i've seen some nice elk but i've seen no what you i know we saw see. i saw two 320 class bulls that was the best bulls i've seen and i and i saw what i don't know that one great day, big, that great big one that came out in the flat 70 yards away he was 320 330 his his horns were 320 he was a big body bull but he was just 320 ish bull and really yeah i mean that's well that bull i saw on the side of the hill with with the two cow where you right. had all three of them going mm -hmm. around um he was probably 300 yeah, it's crazy because that day, what do we see? Twenty bulls. Yeah, and <laughs> we did. Oh yeah, that's a funky. Yeah, bull. they called yeah. it. No called fronts it on the one side. Yep. No fronts. Um, Royer's Royal and his third is that are almost together. Yeah. And then whale tails to hell. Yeah. We have. Uh, we had a hunter in. That was Black Hills. Yep. We had a hunter in uh, New Mexico camp that's traditionally really, really good. And they hunted hard, hard, um, and they just were quiet. Because we, we, that's what we ran into, super quiet elk. I mean, we called in so many bulls that snuck in and that, uh, never made a sound. They just would sneak right in. Yeah. And uh, it's just different. But that was what they were doing in New Mexico, and that, and that, uh, that was a big – that's a big unmolested ranch, you know, very protected yeah. So they're not getting overrun with hunters. Yeah. I this this bull that I just showed you guys. Um, I usually have trail cameras out when I have somebody I know with a tag, and like you said, I usually have some pretty decent bulls, but this was the only one that was of any sort of size. So that was still, your picture. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool bull though. You couldn't pass him up. No. Um. So, uh, you know Mike Sneesby. Yep. So he. he <laughs> I'll show you my text with him a second this early this afternoon. Uh, um, you'll have to ignore the suggestiveness at the bottom because, uh, uh, well, I'll just read it. Um, he sent me a picture of this bull, and he killed it today with his wife. His wife had a tag. Oh. And he said up here in the hills, and um, he said a crazy couple days, grazed him yesterday morning and found him a mile away chasing cows this morning and closed the deal. You'll have to ask Sneesby what happened when he shot his bull. There's a little backstory after he shot it. They all asked. It's kind of funny. Okay. So anyway, I said that was that was a, quite a few years ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was that in, was that the Wyoming bull? Because didn't mm. he shoot one in one seventeen? I don't know for sure oh. which bull it was. I just heard there was a pretty good story afterwards. Well, he's a hunting fool, man. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have him. On, we're gonna have him on the podcast. 
Oh, and his kids too. Oh my gosh. Oh man, they're hammering sh- like crazy. So that's so that's his elk. Okay, that I said. What's well, his wife's? And and I said Ben. Ben, I said she must have had a really good guide. Um, uh, uh th- that hunter should owe you good favors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that's a good bull. I mean, not crazy, but that's a good bull. That that you should be pretty happy with that bull in South yeah. Dakota. You know, yeah, that's but people people outside of South Dakota think this is a three fifty to three eighty region. Yeah, no, no, it, it's just not. I mean, I think I mean probably what a couple people maybe get one that's over three fifty. Yeah, and I think a lot of those. I, well, well not here's a lot, the white tail he killed three days ago. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, yeah. I know. I was like, dude, you're having yourself a year, brother. Yeah. And he goes, and it's just getting started. Yeah. Oh, he he's a hunting fool, though, man. He he's he goes. Yeah. That's a good white tail. Yeah. That's a hills white tail. Yeah. So anyway, um, so people, you know, it, it's interesting. The Black Hills has a lot of elk. Oh yeah. The prairies where they get the big ones, though. I know that's getting to be so tough. I can't believe you drew a tag. You probably had a lot of points, though, but <laughs> it's it was like an unknown secret for the longest time. Right. Well, <clears throat> yeah. How I many points did you have? Twenty or so. I mean, I'm a, I'm max. I'm well, I'm I'm towards max on everything. You know, I mean, like I have thirty two in the park. I have thirty two. Thirty two years. You know, my sheep. I'm all jacked up on sheep everywhere. You know, I I have points. I've been fifty five years old, and I've been applying for a long time. Now, some of these, I'm. You know, like in my heels, I don't know what I've got. I've on these elk tags here. Did he say fifty-five? You should have seen him walking <clears throat> with his cane in the mountains. Oh it? my gosh! It didn't look like fifty-five. It was more like eighty-two, eighty-three. Feel Just like one hundred and twenty with my knee right now. Anyway, you got pictures. <laughs> I do. There, there, there's this inversion of time and physical ability that he's up against. It's bad. It is bad right now. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway. Boy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I had a lot. He's of taking Viagra on the next hunt. <laughs> you know, actually, I have Cialis. Just so you know, I got it taken care of. <laughs> did you? I did. From Mexico, be careful. That stuff might have. Uh, no, 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 no. I got mine from Russia. Um, I got mine from Russia. It's the real <laughs> shit, man. You can't smoke pot there. They'll throw you so, in jail if you're so a woman Jay, Jay that t- wants to be a man in the NBA or the MLB or the whatever it is. Because I told Jay, I said, yeah, I need, I need some Diamox. And he goes, oh, I'll look into it. And then I saw him the other day. He goes, did you know that people take Viagra? I said, it's usually Cialis, but yeah. No, I got Cialis. I did. I got the real deal. That's okay. No big deal. I got some prescribed. I'm, uh, I'm good to go. I just – I think I got the 20, so I'm going to probably cut them in half. Um, I don't know, but I'm set, man. I'm ready to go. We're leaving for Tajikistan Thursday. Wow. That's going to be fun. 17,500 feet. Oh, my gosh. Right? So what's your favorite hunt in the Black Hills ever? You grew up here. Um, Actually, what's, what do you like better, Wyoming, Montana, or uh, um, uh, South Dakota? Oh, that's tough. Because <laughs> you've grown up, you, you, you and Brad are spoiled, rotten little pricks. Uh, all three of you, or both of you have had those three states to your disposal since you I think that was an enduring thing that he meant to say. It just comes out. <laughs> you, you, that, that's why you were an employee. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I went to college in Wyoming, and so I'm kind of partial to Wyoming. Oh, yeah, Are you like really? That. Where yeah. did you go to college? Casper and then University of Wyoming and Laramie. Oh, you did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, not really. You want to, you're uh, the really means you're 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 uh, partial to Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. No, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, Casper College, discount knowledge, but no. I did go. <laughs> I graduated. Casper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, was, I was speaking of the fact that I was surprised that you, not really you went to college, really that you uh, um, uh, liked uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. My I, daughter wants to go to UW, and I said, you know how freaking cold it is oh. in the winter, Bailey? And she's like, well, it's not bad. It's just like... And then... No, it's really cold. I know. And I really windy. That. I know. I've, t- I've told her that. I'm like, <laughs> we live in a great place right here. Yeah, I mean, it is fun. It's a, it's yeah. a great place. I think it's yeah. a good school, but yeah. oh my gosh, it is really cold and really windy. Yeah. But yeah, I would probably say Wyoming just because. What do you like to hunt in Wyoming best? Antelope. Antelope. Don't, like, oh, don't yeah. tell anybody though. I know, right? Right. <laughs> Archery <laughs> elk hunting is my favorite thing in the world, but it can be very frustrating. And yeah. then when it gets to be anything else, rifle antelope is the best. It is. It's yeah. like shopping. Yeah. yeah. You just get to go, mm, I, we'll save him for later. Yeah. Um, let's go look at another one. As long as you're not scared to hike a little bit. Right. It is fantastic. Yeah, you're right. It is. Even in Western South Dakota, if you're not scared to hike, you, you know, <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's so much property around. Yeah. Brad and I were just talking about that the other day. We have a buddy that was out here from Iowa and he said, no, I do the special buck, but I got to uh, do private land. Well, you guys could do that. And we're like, yeah, we could, but we're not <laughs> limiting ourselves. <laughs> we're to not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And he's like, what? And we're like, no, 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 no. The public land for antelope is the ticket if you know what you're doing oh, for sure. and you're willing to go, where's that at? Let me look at my onyx. Well, now it, and now it's easier because all the, the the weird thing is I'm not used to I, like the last two years I've gone solely electronic maps on the phone and stuff, and I was just thinking I needed to grab my maps because I I still love looking at a great big paper map and getting your but yeah Onyx it does or base de- ma- it Onyx does or base map which one are you I have both actually oh you do which, which one you like which better? one do you like better mm, that's tough um, I'm not as familiar with base map yet. Uh-huh. But I, you know, they they all kind of like copy a little bit of each other, right. different things. But I'm just so used to Yon- Onyx that I'd probably say Onyx right now. Sure. But I think there's some pretty cool features with Base Map that I'm I'm playing more with it. Try to Brian it Brian out. runs Onyx, and mm-hmm. the guy that we were taking, Craig, he had Onyx, but he just got it. He didn't know how to use it. Um, he he was just fumbling, you know, in the the initial fumble phases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I have uh, Base Map, so now it's interesting because like Jason. He'll he'll text me. He goes, "Hey, is my is my land up to date?" So I don't know if they they cycle through different times because uh, you know there's a chunk of ground that turned that changed possession, and he he'll call me because he has Onyx. Yeah, <laughs> I said no, it's it's got you on now on it or whatever. So, mm. but yeah, that's that's really neat, man. You just pull it up and there you are. Instead of, I mean, I remember walking around trying to find a tree with a yellow tag on it and okay here's oh there where we're at <laughs> oh it's it's all sorts of stuff just like we were talking about boundary road yeah and then i used to go archery hunting on the missouri river with a buddy of mine oh yeah yeah and then the comment was always just it's a high water mark well we thought that was the top of the bank <laughs> so we'd hike just below the top of the bank and come to find out now that you have a gps you're like i was hundreds of yards into private land <laughs> So, yeah, well, you, you know, you didn't have a GPS, but now you do it. So you're like, no, now I have to go down there. Yeah. But I think honestly, that's, that's the coolest thing about base map is that for the landowners and or, um, 
uh, onyx for the landowners and for the hunters that just w- don't want to um i don't want to say this i mean i'm i'm not into trespassing i own land i don't want people walking across mine but if i don't know i don't know you know what i'm saying and where onyx i pull it up and i go i, I know where i'm at you know what i'm saying yeah i, I got to get around there i can't go there you know what i'm saying i don't have permission there the other thing i like it is that you click on it and landowners there call them yeah you know what I'm saying? It's it's so nice. You know that's what I like about Onyx. You hold it; it shows you who owns it, where they're at, and give them a shout. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like hunting too much too. I don't really want to be in trouble either. So it's kind <laughs> of nice now you do. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. No, it's 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 an unbelievable tool. I just, I mean, can you imagine if we'd have had it when we were kids? Oh, oh. cow! Uh, it's just it's a game changer. You know, it just. But yeah, back when back when you didn't know who owned it, so that's the only reason that you wouldn't call oh, them yeah. and talk to them, and and uh, then you're like, oh, I can't go there. Well, but now it's be like, you, let's do this. I remember, you know, Aspen Hills is a good example. We hunted Aspen Hills for forever. It was, you know, it was just a good, we called it Turkey Ridge or whatever, you know, hunted in high school after school, go up and call turkeys up in there. I remember the first time we drove up and there was a gate across the road. And I was like, what idiot put a gate across the road in the National Forest? Yeah. I, I, I had no idea there was, you know, I mean. I don't know who owned that, but uh, clearly they developed it. And, yeah. You know, back then, and it, w- it was because there was no, I mean, you could hunt it too because nobody, whoever owned it didn't care. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's weird how things have changed. So so you, uh, Wyoming, and yep. then antelope. Yeah. It's funny because when people ask me, I have to say coyote because it's my favorite hunting coyote. Not a question. Oh, hey, I got to tell you, okay. I'm going to find that footage of you filming Mark when you should have oh. quit. You should have quit us that day. I was telling the story about him. He didn't know what which rotation he is. I still swear. You got to tell if that you story. Could, if you could find it, you'd get a million hits on YouTube. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Mark is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to find it. In, in Mark's idiocy, <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. It is. It was one of those things to where – I mean, I learned so much from Mark. I mean, he truly is a really good hunter. He's but probably the best whitetail hunter of white, and he can call whitetail like nobody's business. Oh, it's it's crazy. I've never experienced anything like that until I started hunting with Mark a little bit. And yeah, he's was, amazing. Oh yeah, yep. But yeah, we were hunting, and this was before zero stops, right? And so he had <laughs> uh, a really nice gun, and we were hunting in Lawrence County, and and just you know, we had set that rifle up for him. Oh, yeah. So so it was ready to rock and roll. I mean, he was ready to go. Yeah. Well, he, he was very confident in it because the night right. how it worked was the <laughs> night before we were out there and he was rattling and doing his whole sequence and all of a sudden this really nice buck comes and walks the neighbor's fence. And the neighbor's fence was five and change. And he goes, if that deer hops that fence, we're going to shoot it. I said, okay. So I was just, I had the camera and I just kept following it down and it never, it just went up and back along that fence, never hopped the fence. So the next morning he goes, we're going to that same spot. We're going to go to this other tree grove so that we can try to get that deer over. And I go, okay. So the next morning, got up early, got over there, got in these trees and boom, he starts doing a sequence. Well, he dialed the scope to five and change or whatever it was. <laughs> really and, night before. Uh, I mean, I think it was almost 600 yards and all of a sudden he rattles and this deer comes into 75, 80 yards and boom giant too wasn't yeah. he oh i mean just a fantastic four point i mean he even said he was one of the biggest four points i've ever seen <laughs> and boom nothing boom it's just standing there then he's getting pissed at you 
Well, he's like, where, where is it? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't see it. I'm sitting there trying to, because I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden I look up and he, boom. And all of a sudden I see this, this way above the deer. I mean, 20 feet, right? And I'm just like, you're not even close. You're way high. And he, that's when he goes, I dialed my scope last night. Now he's shitting his pants, so he don't remember which way to dial it. No clue. <laughs> so he's turning that thing, turning. <laughs> boom, shoots again. He shot seven times at that deer before the gun may or may not have gotten thrown. Uh, <laughs> and you got it all on film. I have it all. I'm finding that shit because we got it. Because he swore to me secrecy. He goes, that's never, I'm, I'm never showing that. I'm like, the, the, now is the mm. moment where we need to show that shit. No, you're not showing it, but we are. <laughs> The only thing is afterwards, yeah. I wish I would have because I I, there's no, I didn't get like the rifle throw, oh. but I wish I would have turned it to like he was pretty upset. It was like after the uh, other one, and then he threw it. I was like, I just turned off the camera, but it was like, like oh. a good cameraman would have turned it, been like, oh, I left it on. Whoops. <laughs> oh my that's gosh. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He uh, um, that is hilarious. So I remember that I was just sitting here thinking of that because yeah you you filmed for us you you've been all in since day one yep that's yep. interesting oh I loved filming too it was so much fun you get a hunt you know some things you'd never get a hunt right I've I never went coyote hunting until I went hunting with you and Russell that morning and it was just oh my gosh I can't remember how many fox you guys got actually that day <laughs> yeah we we whacked the shit out of yeah, them. yeah went coyote hunting just ended up being a fox hunt. Right. Well, that's what's coming in is coming in. And yeah. When in Rome. Yeah. That's what I like about coyote hunting. You never think about, oh, wow, it's, uh, that's not a very big female. Yeah. You go, I'm shooting that. I'm shooting that. I'm shooting that. I'm well, shooting my take's that. good for all. any and all. Well, and then it was funny, too, because I listened to you guys' podcast about the Hawaii hunt that you did. Yeah. And it was funny because you shot two fox in, in the one. Right. And uh, the one was coming in. And you're like, it's right there. And I was like, I don't see it. You're like, it's right there coming down. I'm like, I don't see it. And so when you're talking about it, you're like, that's coyote hunting. I was like, yeah, he really is good at that. I was like, I couldn't see it the whole time coming down. <laughs> they, It's crazy how hard they are to see. Oh yeah. People have asked all the time, what's the hardest part about varmint hunting? And I always tell them, 100% spotting them, seeing them. You don't know how many times we've sat and you feel this eerie feeling and you look over and the son of a bitch is sitting there looking at you and you're like where did you come from you know and uh what the, uh, well two uh, years ago we called a bobcat and it was from me to brian it was looking and i was like i turned to my right and he was looking at me like this because i was holding my shooting sticks i could have touched him on the nose oh my god and he was a big old tom so that, that was cool mm. so he was a giant tom. Yeah, he was a good one. I mean, I've never seen a tail on a bobcat that long. It was seven, eight inches. Because I, I looked over at Brian. I was like, Brian. Because, I mean, it, it just it was in slow-mo. You know, he just looked at me and looked at me. And I was like, oh. Because it was, it was in Montana. I couldn't mm. I couldn't shoot him. So, um, I go, yeah, it wasn't I like go, we didn't want to. Yeah, and I was like, there was a giant tom. And he stood up, and he's like, he's right there. I mean, so it was he, was, he was there for a long time. He was just chilling. But that was cool. But yeah, um, you're our, Where are you sitting on archery elk in in South Dakota? I have fourteen points. Oh, you, oh, so you, this is your first time or your second? What's that? First time. First time. Yeah. I my dad didn't really archery hunt, and so oh. I had a bunch of points. You know, growing up from being younger with my dad of having rifle points. So I did. I got my rifle in 2012. You could draw. I drew with eleven last year. Yeah, I'm pretty well because it was one of the things where I drew Wyoming last year. I drew Montana the year before. So so you didn't put in. You just grabbed points. Yeah, yeah. And so 
I've I've been kind of balancing that, trying to figure out what right. I was going to do because I don't have a lot of time. Right. And so I yeah, the last couple of years I've been buying points, but yeah, next two years. Should so you're be. Ready it's to funny because most people don't think about that. You know, we we deal with so many people back in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and and here you are, 34 years old already, already having the issue that oh, I got to be careful because I have enough points in all these places where I don't want to over jam my fall and I can't enjoy that hunt for that hunt. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> it I, is. Yeah, I mean, and not right. to just, you know, subtle plug, but it's nice to have you guys that do all those points and buy those preference points and everything else because it gets to be a lot to try to figure it out, try to do this and that, but when you can just log on to your thing and see all of them, it makes it easier to when you're with your buddies like we do, we just get all together, do a little conference call, and we just try to make a plan for the year. Right. We have a really good plan for this. We have a really good idea for this. We might draw this, might draw this. We got to figure this out, and it makes it nice. Right, you're yeah, and you're young enough. You'll, I mean, you, you could draw this tag. This South Dakota is goofy. You got to sit out for ten years, then. I know. So say you drew it at thirty-five. That puts you at forty-five before you start again. Yeah. yeah. And then you need to get your twenty points. But Utah does that too. They what's well, it? Five years. Yeah. See, this will be the first year I get to draw my Utah again. Oh yeah. So. Really. Yeah. Utah's five years. Well, I'm looking at my uh, – I looked at my Rolling Bones dashboard, and it said I had zero points for archery elk in the Black Hills, and I'm like, that can't be possible. So it, I just logged into the state website, and there's zero points, and I just want to say that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they actually take them when you draw. Can you believe that? that the audacity <laughs> of that. I you mean, should call I mean who in the world would think that uh, – I mean, who came up with that system? That is absolutely asinine. And then I got to sit so out. So this 10 is your fir- this is your first time seeing your points go. <laughs> oh I don't told, like it. I've told you there's a little bit of a psychological kick in the in the man parts when so, when those points disappear. So I was wrong. I have six Black Hills any deer t- uh, any deer points. So I have a few years left. But see, Tasco does that weird too though now because you can only apply for two buck tags. I know that's it's horrible. It's absolutely the most jacked. Everything that they do, it seems like, goes backwards. What's so hard? Because one yeah. year you put in for something and you have no chance, even though you think you might draw. Yeah. And then the next year somebody doesn't have even close enough, but everybody decided to put in for something else, and it makes it relevant again. What's a municipal archery deer? That's like for Sioux Falls. Um, I think it's for Sioux Falls that where they issue – there's only bow hunting. Why would I have one of those? Rapid City allows it too now. Does Rapid City? I believe it's too? only. They, they uh, do. I could be wrong, but I believe it's only does in Rapid City. That's right. right. Yep. Yep. They had that in Cedar Falls. I don't know if you remember that, Brian. They I do that. remember that, they but did. I didn't know that was so. This you can shoot in a municipality. So somebody yep, with a so bow. Some, somebody here at Rolling Bones is applying me for a municipal archery deer. Uh, That's point. not a bad thing. I no, mean, I don't think. I mean, I like to see numbers I, in my bank better, account. Better, right? Um, I love it. That, so, you're just accruing interest on stuff like that. So my Black Hills rifle um, elk, I, I have 13 points. So I have ways to go. I mean, I could draw, depending on the unit. Yeah, but I wouldn't put in right now because the next two years, um, I'm going to be pretty busy. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Custer Bison, um, are you drawing for that? Do you no. do you put it? You don't put it in for Custer Bison? No, it's so expensive. Yeah, it, it, it is. is expensive. It is. I mean, if I it was, was a real hunt, I would do it. But the problem is they're like, there it is. Shoot. Well, they they one. want their – they specifically want their herd manage. you you got to shoot. So the trophy they picks, the trophy you get. Yep. 
So that's interesting because you know what? The price of that tag is almost what I could go up on one of these 65,000 acre ranches and they cut you loose and go find your own and shoot it. Yeah. But the, the, uh, the non-trophy, I mean, that's, but these count for your, uh, um, super slam as a wild, um, uh, bison. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> see, I'd like to go get one, but I'd like to do it with my recurve. I'd like to do it off a horse. Well, you could do thirty. You could do the non-trophy with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so oh, really? That would be cool too. I never thought. I always thought riding up on a horse, like a cowboy or an Indian, and just whap, shoot it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought that'd be cool if they let me do that. But now you got my wheels thinking. Uh, we have. Do you have Rico. 14 points for archery? Uh, for archery. Yeah, that's no, what I have, too. No, for rifle. Oh, yeah, you have zero for... Yeah. Big goose They took my points, bastards. Yeah. So, prairie elk, I have uh, 12. Well, that's good. And Custer, uh, early archery, I have nine. That's the one thing that South Dakota has done that's nice because they have... They, they delineate all the different type of elk hunts, and you can apply for them all. Yep. That's, that, that is nice. I do like that. But the fact that they, well, I, I guess the nice thing is there's multiple different deer hunts too. Wyoming, you get a deer tag. Mm -hmm. You know, Montana, you get a deer tag. Yeah. Now Wyoming's hating us non-residents too, though, and jacking all the prices oh, too. Oh, Montana. it's oh, crazy. Wyoming, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what their budget, what happens to their budget. Because right now they have no deer, no elk, no antelope. Well, they, they have elks, elk still. But, I mean, their, their stuff got hammered. Bad. Hammered, hammered, hammered. And uh, and then they don't want, you know, I mean, how many people are going to keep paying that? I don't know. I suppose people will. But, yeah, that's it's unfortunate. I think I think there should be a reciprocal whatever. <laughs> It'd be nice if they could do a software program that said, okay, what do you do for this state? Okay, you get you get that in kind. <laughs> you know, but it would it would be horrible for South Dakota residents because they'd say, oh, you don't allow non-residents to hunt elk? No, no, thanks. You can't hunt elk here either then. See, our, our regular takes in South Dakota, I feel like, are very expensive compared to all, a lot of other states. I wish – this is a very unpopular opinion in South Dakota residents, but I wish we would give out one Black Hills – anywhere you want, Black Hills elk tag, non-resident tag. I think we should – th We agree. The un Maybe five or six and let them go to auction. Well, and give, them, give, them to, give them a percentage just like the other states do to us. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, the amount of money that we would make on just preference points alone, can you please lower my – Tag cost just a little bit, South Dakota. Come well, on, what is a tag in South Dakota? Forty dollars for a deer tag. Forty bucks for a deer tag for every one. Yeah, hundred and seventy-five, hundred and special buck is two hundred for isn't elk. It? Special buck is five hundred, or no, 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 no. That's five hundred for a non-resident. I don't know what it is. What's special? It's one hundred and fifty or something. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a five hundred for a non-resident or something. I think that's what. There's five hundred tags. That's another weird thing. They do 500 resident special bucks and 500 non-resident special bucks. Yeah. The buffalo, what? they take from the same pool. Then the trophy buffalo, it's all residents and non-residents intermingled. Are you kidding me? Well, I think they reserve two, two, two only go to residents, but uh, they don't. Yeah, it's. They need to get their shit together and call us. <laughs> We, the three of us could help them. We could oh, help yeah. them. Meeting we, in the minds. Meeting in the minds right here. Let's just get this set up. Let's not debate this. No arguing to get it done. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people in South Dakota listening and go, I don't agree with that. Well, I, these I guys out of here. Get the, that's well, they, the worst damn podcast I've ever heard in my they life. They really <laughs> hate the fact that 
that uh, I mean it's so one-sided about not letting non-residents on elk here you know and it I mean I know outfitters who are from Rapid or Spearfish or whatever you know that have moved away they'd love to come back and hunt here and they'd It'd be nice if they it had an opportunity at least, but anyway, that's that's not the way it is. So, yeah. But, um, so what's next on your list? Um, just kind of the general archery stuff, little fun stuff here and there, and then I have a uh, Black Hills here. Any deer tag? Yeah, you're you're jacked about that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that used to be an every year thing for you. Yeah, every year, and you buy it at Walmart. Yeah, go down to Mini Mart and buy your tag. Yep. Yep, yeah. just walk over there with it's Dad. Totally he'd different. buy you a tag, and you went hunting in the Black Hills. Yep. So I haven't got to do it for 12 years. And now you're doing it. And now we're doing but it. But it's yeah. a little different. Since you were 22. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah, it is different. Because yeah. you're you're not going in the Northern Hills looking for a good whitetail right now. I'm not. No. You're going to be south Yeah. looking for um, mass and frame. Yep. And then that's going to be the first uh, uh, ticker. The box that needs to be checked. Yep. And then you're going to start breaking it down from there. Yeah. And it'll be, and then you're going to go, I have all month. Yep. And if it has a frame like that and 10 more inches of mass, you're going to go, I'm killing you. I'm usually one of those guys that tell my buddies the only way I'm going to kill a big deer is if it's the first one that comes in. But I think this year I'm going to try to change. Be like, okay, no, like I got to hold out. I got to wait. You just, you just squeeze the trigger. What I'm, like I said, I grew up in the Black Hills. You shoot one of these first day though. Gosh, oh yeah, I would think so. Yep, yeah. No, I grew up in the Black Hills where my dad was like, "We're just gonna hike, hike, hike." And so, when it started moving and it had horns, we shot it. <laughs> there was no trophy hunting about it. Right. Well, that was the, that was the that was what it was back then too. Yeah. I mean, you were just hunting for a buck. Yeah. My no. my buddy or my uncle, he shot a one eighty five whitetail East River last year, and his buddy came over and he said it best. He goes, "The biggest brag about a Black Hills buck back in the day was you went to the bar." November 1st and said I got my buck it wasn't a big one it wasn't anything else it's just I got my buck <laughs> that was the biggest brag yeah it's interesting yeah that's yeah. a good brag yeah <laughs> for sure I got my buck I was in there and tw- I was back in the bar in 20 minutes got my buck <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's, what, what's that bar down by Taco John's that little oh, they have a happy, it's it's happy Jacks. Happy, happy Jacks. Jacks. It's a I'm back at Happy Jacks within 30 minutes of opening. Oh my, my beer didn't even get cold. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get warm. Oh, <laughs> but I got my butt. Got my butt. <laughs> How times have changed, man. It, it's it's funny because I, I read a thing the other day on trophy hunting, and people think you know the the big thing I think these these uh, tree huggers or non hunters are worried about is are you gonna eat it? It's the comments we get on social media all the time. Are you gonna eat that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and of course we're gonna eat it. Um, what the heck? They're trying to make a freaking impossible burger with no meat. Why do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're What's trying their to make, worry, man? <laughs> right. Go eat oh, your impossible burger. Of course we're gonna eat it, and we probably will eat it within hours of the time we're going to start eating it right away um i was talking to uh um uh, a client of ours david t williams dr david t williams and he killed his his hunts all over the world oh my gosh. crazy hunter unbelievable hunter goer he does oh. not slow down yeah. the guy's gonna be 60 years old here in a, in a few weeks anyway he killed his first ever elk with a bow and I said, dude, I got my or bull elk because he's killed cows before. And I go, I got mine last year. He goes, I, I got it this year. And he goes, it's not the biggest elk, but it's, it's the one I'm the most proud of. Like you said, there's a little luck involved in it, right? Yep. Like you said, out of every 10 encounters, you get one opportunity, right? right? Um, 
anyway, so he, this he's out of his mind excited about it. He goes, he goes, I, I cut. He goes, I had to try some of it immediately. He goes, I just sushied that shit, started eating it. And he goes, I gotta tell you, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did he shoot? Where did he Montana? Shoot? Oh, he shot that in yeah. Montana. Keep yeah. Man, he's he's hunting hard, dude. Because we went, we were up in August. He's coming. He got he got picked up and immediately went from one camp to the next. He had to make arrangements to get from one camp to another camp, and he had another. I mean, he's just and he's gonna come boom, here for boom. three days. Yeah, good for him. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do a podcast with yeah, him when he's here. Great dude. So good. Hunter, yeah, man. unbelievable, unbelievable. So what else? You have that. Do you have any other tags? I have a uh, West River deer tag. So you have a prairie tag. Yep. You have a hills tag. Yep. So you do have a lot of hunting. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of deer hunting. Yeah, a lot of deer hunting this year. So do, are you are you putting anything? Are you starting to get to the point where you're looking at other types of hunts or deer and elk and antelope? It's your jam. My my dream hunts a moose hunt. Oh yeah. So I was putting in for Wyoming with a bow. I would prefer it with a bow. Yeah, yeah. But. I don't care either way. Right. So if it works out to go with a bow and it's a high success, right. I'm I would take a bow. But I'm not gonna go and do it and not get one. So you've been applying in Wyoming for a Shiras. And how many points do you have? I gave up. Oh, because if if you I was gonna say because if you're not high on the totem pole the way they're doing it now I'll never get it. No. So now I just put money away every year. Yeah. And you just Well you know what? For it. Realistically, you can get a you can get a Canadian moose hunt yep. and you're not spending that much money. You go get the adventure. You don't have to wait 27 years for preference points. You don't have to spend the money. I mean, what's a Wyoming preference point? 150 bucks. If yeah. you didn't have some, yep. it's really hard now. So, well, yeah. And you look at it by the time 25 years hits and you've been putting in for 150 bucks. I mean, yeah, really? You might as well have done it in Canada. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you could, you could shoot it with a bow or shoot it with a rifle or they're a cool animal. Yeah. So that's that's my number one. Did you see Brian's moose that he shot? It I was did. A, it was I a did. yearling. It was a yearling bull. <laughs> For it sure, still yeah. had milk spots on its horns, <laughs> white spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found something out about that. Tell me about that. So that's not a pie ball. No. Um, that's just an it, age. It, that's it, just like you know, they said. It, it looks pie. It's ball. like vitiligo. Vitiligo on the horn. Or yeah. Something. It's age. Yeah. Um, they start getting it. Um, you know, in and. Younger bulls will have a little white strip and mm. medium, and they just, you know, it gets more predominant as they get older, and it's the way their velvet grows, and it's like having gray hair. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know a lot about that. So, anyway, um, I, I don't have gray hair. No, he's <laughs> when he's you used to film me. He's auditioning I, I, for a Santa Claus I, movie yeah. this year. I, oh, I, I, I dye this. I put these highlights in there. Oh, so you yeah, look distinguished. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> f*** you, pal. <laughs> So those of you that can't see, he just oh. went, like, Brian, have you looked in the mirror? You're a little gray since I met you 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, um, uh, no, yeah, he was uh, he was a good moose. But uh, it was fun until you shoot. Every moose hunt's an amazing moose hunt until you shoot the moose. Yeah, I believe that. And then it, And then it gets, you know, when you walk up to those giant things, you go, I mean, it's 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 like God. They're like prehistoric. They're so big. Yeah. He's like, holy smokes! But you needed this actually. If you're saving this guy, we went with. That's his jam. Oh, really? He probably has the best Canadian moose. They're actually Alaska Yukon esque, but they're not at that price range yet. 
Oh, good. And uh, anyway, they're they're getting there. Um, yeah. But they're uh, they're big moose. Um, I just I just got a text message from an outfitter. We had some guys in camp, um, and uh, they weren't happy with their burgers, but they all um, killed. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I usually can get through that. Um, but anyway, uh, so this is Newfoundland. And uh, four bulls, four hunters. Um, yeah, and that's which, a super reasonable hunt. Yep, I mean for less it's than just, an elk hunt for, and it's a, uh, a trophy tel- white tail hunt. It's price. a it's a big shirismus. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a shirus moose. Small, it's a small shirus moose. <laughs> uh, I've been there. Um, they, there, I think shirus. He, he, well, here so much so that there you go. They're not oh a my gosh. <laughs> um, so, and I'm not. I'm not discrediting them. They're just not a Shirus yeah, moose. You no. know what I'm saying? Um, they're they're <laughs> they are not. Um, Was that one of those four? Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. But you know what? They're happy. Right. Um, you know. And then it's, but the the, the trophies in the adventure, in my opinion, most of the yeah. time. Yeah. You want to hunt a big moose because you want to get into the wilderness of British Columbia, Yukon, Alaska. You know, it, 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 it is would, more about the adventure for me. It like, would be worth I would, going. I, like I said, it's, it's not necessarily a rifle thing. It's, I would like to do it with a bow. I just want to do it. Right. I think that country, that thing to see the see, number of the moves, country, yeah. that's what you want to yeah. get into that, that giant, grandiose. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all want to kill a big one, but. Right. Well, you know what? Our Some of our Alberta hunts are wilderness hunts, and they're big moose, and they're reasonable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And they're they're a whole different breed than that. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So um, we've had, I mean, but you, you talk about years ago when you got started till now. I look at it like today because um, things hit in the dirt everywhere. Um, uh, our member, your nephew. Blake. Yeah, Blake. Yep. Blake. And Blake's last name? Kramer. Blake Kramer. So he killed an unbelievable. Uh, um, got a uh, nice elk. Uh, got a nice elk the other yep. day. Saw a picture. We're going to have him on Instagram soon. Um, Pat Stewart, one of our advisors, um, he killed a grizzly bear two days ago. Um, he's out there knocking it out. Great grizzly bear. Uh, maybe maybe three, four days ago. Braden Eastman um, uh, works in here, does uh, a membership service and application. He found out that he drew um, – week he, ago yeah he drew a really good tag in new mexico he called oh. me and he's like hey brian i go yeah he goes what's up and he goes hey you know i put in for this unit and blah 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 and i'm like where's this guy going with this come on spit it out uh eastman you usually don't hem haw around and he goes well yeah so i drew and i go unbelievable he goes yeah well um season uh, starts in two days i'm gonna be gone yeah, he goes <laughs> season starts in two days i go yep you, you just it. found out he goes yeah uh i i drew um you you had to yeah anyway it yeah. doesn't matter yeah he he, he, he he was asleep at the switch on the drop <laughs> yeah yeah so he drew and uh um and here's the uh bull he just killed absolute cranker this morning and he would they were chasing bugles and he heard something behind him and he's like what the hell is that and his dad turned around or then he saw the bull coming and then his dad turned around and says right there and he goes how oh, funny dad because it was a small bull and he goes no to the left of that and it was facing him and when he turned he center punched him 
He just found out a week ago he drew the oh tag. Oh, my gosh. That's a stud. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great stud. That's a, a great bull. So, so, you know, I, I just I, – I'm sitting here going uh, – then we had some guys that uh, from Iowa, my buddies from Iowa, they, they wanted to kill a, a billy goat, a mountain goat. Their dream was to kill a mountain goat, but they didn't want to um, spend 10 days on horseback to get back in and climb mountains. I'm like – well, that's kind of where mountain goats live. So we found them a hunt where they could get to them easily accessible. And uh, um, they all filled first day. So, wow. you know, we get, we, get a lot of, we're, we get a lot of stuff. So I look back from when we were selling bullets and arrows, going, okay, we're going to have a little store with the, this booking agency model, and we're going to do this. And, you know, and now it's all came full circle. It's manifested yep. itself. And yep. it's uh, – um, I still have my gun from the store that says Rolling Bones on the side. <laughs> Oh yeah, is that the rum? Yeah, for him, dude. That's a that's a spanker. <laughs> that there, is man. a spanker. Whoa. Yeah, and I I the um, bullets I, they shot really well out of the gun, so I had to get online. I found some more. You did? Yeah, yeah, dude. That 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 uh, that yeah. is a that is a rock star of a rifle. Oh, it's I mean it's a do all. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. It's it a, absolutely does. It's a do a do all in bark too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's every bit you, of it. You know you've hit the trigger when that sucker goes off. And right? you know you hit the animal <laughs> oh, when you hit him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Mack truck, yeah. It, it hits that puppy. Yeah, well, you know what? We appreciate it. Um it's been a it's been a fun run. Uh love your perspective. Um, it's fun seeing you on the mountain. It's fun seeing you around town. Yeah. Um, and since then, uh, you've been, you've, you've gotten married. Yep. Love of your life. Yep. And you have kids. Two kids. Two kids. I keep telling people it's almost like I'm an adult now. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. And, and, And you're heavily involved in the local archery. Yep. Um, if they're ever in Spearfish, Spearfish has a great archery range, doesn't it? Fantastic. Yeah, and it's open to the public. Might yep. Maybe tell our audience about that. Yeah, if you ever Google like uh, Chris's campground, Chris's um, Christensen Drive right there, you just take that out about a half mile, mile, and on the right hand side is a is a public archery range that is getting better every year. It kind of got it's been there forever, but no real funding has came to it, and now the Game Fish has just done a fantastic job of. No, donating money and yeah we've got and all your organization your organization you and a couple other young guys about seven eight years ago i i I'm, this was this would be me watching from a distance you guys yeah. grabbed that by the horns and created a lot of enthusiasm around it and created a social media platform and you've done an incredible job with it thank you yeah uh it's this carson has done a fantastic job too taking the, the yep. leadership on that and i mean we do, yeah, some raffles and some more shoots, and so people can come to all of them. And, yeah, we, we've really raised a lot of money, too, to buy more targets, and we have a trailer now. And, nice. yeah, it's, it's getting a lot better. I'm, we're really hoping with the Gamefish and some of that that we're going to have a full-fledged 3D all year long that people can go out and shoot 3Ds all year. And They'll probably get a 3D archery license that you'll have to buy. Yeah, I draw, hope so. Draw a tag. Especially, you have to draw the tag to do a 3D course in South Dakota. public. Right, right. <laughs> wow, don't forecast that shit. That could happen, brother. But that, um, that whole course, we think it could be one of the, the best courses in South Dakota. Well, it's amazing. So. It's, it's, it's a little mountainside thing, and you walk through. It's, it's, it's cool. It's very I haven't cool. been there for 
10, 15 years. Well, I was just out there this, this summer twice, two, three times. And I was like, dude, this is, this is so nice to have at our disposal. So if you're coming out West and you're overnighting or stopping in Spearfish, you got to come in, check out our pro shop, the adventure hub and Spearfish would love to have you. Um, There's a free gift waiting. If you say you've, uh, you listen to the podcast, we will gift you up and uh, set you uh, out with something cool and uh, send you out with something cool. And then if you overnight, there's a great archery range. Um, You want to go shoot, tune your bow, get yourself spot on. It's fun to go shoot. And it's right at the base of uh, what is that Spearfish? What mountain is that? Uh, Yeah, that'd be Spearfish Spearfish Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, base of Spearfish Mountain. Yeah, it is Spearfish Mountain. (laughs) Jackson went and hiked up there this summer, and it was so wet. He came home and he looked like he had chicken pox. I mean, he found every mosquito oh. on planet Earth because we don't usually have mosquitoes. Yeah, the well, ticks were really bad this year too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so, like living in Iowa now, huh? No, dude, no <laughs> shit. Right. Pretty soon we'll have stinging nettles on the ground out here. <laughs> it, it won't be long. You, you don't forecast that shit. I'm telling oh you, <laughs> things are changing. Well, anyway, we appreciate you being on yeah. here. Thank you very much, Thanks Mr. Tellefrude. Thanks for having um, me. And uh, um, hope everybody uh, is having an unbelievable fall. It is the first week of October right now, just so you know. Normally we don't timestamp this, but if you're in camp, going into camp, coming out of camp, um, and or you need something, uh, just give us a shout. One thing, tip of the day, I want to add this. I was going to add it in there somewhere. Tip of the day. Um, I, I see this all the time. You guys buy a hunt. They, they come through a booking agent like us. Uh, they buy a hunt without a booking agent like us. They go to the outfitter. Um, if you don't initiate in conversation, it's hard to read your mind from states away. Outfitters don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what you have hunted, haven't hunted. They don't know your experience coming in and out of camps. They don't know. My tip of the day for you is if you've booked a hunt, if you're heading out west, um, pick up the phone and call. Even if you're doing a DIY hunt, call the local gas station if you want to know how much water is on the ground, how much. I mean, people are willing to help you, but you got to pick up the phone and communicate, get all your questions answered. It'll make a better experience and a better hunt for you. It doesn't matter. I, 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 in, in our financial services business, I, I traveled forever for a living, and I am an information junkie. I have every app there is to have. I track everything because it makes your experience better when you're prepared for for curveballs or the unknown. So my thing is over-communicate, over-communicate, over-communicate. If you want to, call 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000, or, tech, or email us at info at rbohome.com, info at rbohome.com. Tell us what you're looking for. Uh, ask us any question you want, and we will get back to you. Uh, we have a full staff here six days a week ready to respond Monday through Saturday. We do take Sundays off, um, and uh, um, but we are here and ready to roll. So appreciate you guys being on the podcast today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for joining us. And as always, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.